Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 48 Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the far north, the city of the great king. Within its citadels, God has shown himself a sure defense. Then the kings assembled, they came on together. As soon as they saw it, they were astounded. They were in panic, and they took to flight. Trembling took hold of them there pains as of a woman in labor, as when an east wind shatters the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, which God establishes forever. We ponder your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. Your name, O God, like your praise, reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with victory. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the towns of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Walk about Zion, go all around it, count its towers, consider well its ramparts, go through its citadels that you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide forever. Joel chapter 2 verses 18 through 29. Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. In response to his people, the Lord said, I am sending you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied, and I will no more make you a mockery among the nations. I will remove the northern army far from you and drive it into a parched and desolate land, its front into the eastern sea and its rear into the western sea. Its stench and foul smell will rise up. Surely he has done great things. Do not fear, O soil. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Do not fear, you animals of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green. The tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine give their full yield. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the yearly rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the later rain, as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain. The vat shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame again. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I, the Lord, am your God, and there is no other, and my people shall never again be put to shame. Then afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves in those days I will pour out my spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1-11 through 11. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing except among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, 
so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom but on the power of God. Yet among the mature we do not speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish, but we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But, as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For a human being knows what is truly human, except the human spirit that is within. So also no one comprehends what is truly God's, except the Spirit of God. Good morning and welcome to the first Monday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 48, Joel 2, and 1 Corinthians 2. And I have to apologize for Thursday and Friday being um, uh, absent without leave. Um, I don't, I, I can't remember if I recorded anything last week because I was driving um, cross country. And I know I skipped Thursday and Friday, but now I don't know if I recorded it all last week. But um, tonight I, uh, I'm i in uh, Laguna Niguel, where Laura and I will be calling home, and the girls will be calling home for a little while, and possibly purchasing a house at some point, but right now we're renting. Um, and I, th- I think I mentioned this in my stub stack, as well as here on the podcast, um, but we've... Uh, we're now in the throes of moving back to our native land of California. And I don't know, I don't know that I'll keep mentioning where I'm broadcasting from. I just don't know. I did it because when we were in Knoxville at the Appalachian Abbey, I thought that was going to, I was going to kind of build that up to be a thing. And so I wanted to mention it as a kind of free advertising, but that didn't come to pass. And, I don't know if I've asked my guests or co-hosts to announce where they're from. So anyway, I may or may not. Um, As for the reading, uh, I kind of liked it. Uh, In Joel, uh, it talks about the the army, God's great army that God sent away, uh, sent against Israel, includes the swarming locusts, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter. Um, these insects are a great army, uh, and one of the, I think, two or maybe just one of the plagues, certainly the locusts, that came and destroyed Egypt's crops. Uh, yeah, maybe that was the only insect plague. Um, a great army that God has used um, against Israel, or I'm sorry, against Egypt, um, but also, as we see in verse 25 of the reading from Joel, that that same army of locusts, the hoppers, the destroyers, and the cutters, um, has also been wielded against Israel herself as well. Um, and I'll keep the reflection short, but I uh, wanted to point out also the um, in the letter of Saul's to the Corinthians, the first letter, one of my um, favorite passages that kind of illustrate why I defer to grunts as opposed to officers and, um, you know, uh, you know, soldiers instead of civilians, um, is here where we, 
we learn that um, Saul does not see himself as leaning on his own great wisdom and teaching and, and experience. He hasn't come to the people of Corinth in lofty words or wisdom um, because all he wants to know is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ crucified. Um, his words aren't plausible. Uh, rather, they, are, uh, they come with the demonstration of the Spirit and of power um, as a way of keeping uh, the, the Christians in Corinth from resting on human wisdom rather than the power of God. And uh, you know, the, the second part of the first verse, I not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. You know, he doesn't put on airs uh, in order to appease the, the highest and the most powerful. Um, God comes usually in the soft still whispers and the lowly and needy, and Saul recognizes that, not just in the, the work of Jesus Christ, but also in his own great uh, understanding and, and learning of the Hebrew Scriptures. Um, he would have been much more familiar with the Hebrew Scriptures than with the teaching of Christ because he didn't meet Jesus while Jesus was living. Um, it wasn't until um, after Jesus had ascended that Saul has his Damascus road experience where he sees a great light, he's toppled off his horse, and he hears this voice saying, Saul, why do you persecute me? And as a side note, I used to think those are soldiers who are accompanying him. Uh, there's this really great Ben Long fresco out in rural North Carolina, Appalachia, um, uh, at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in, like, oh, man, I cannot remember the name of the town, um, but it's out in western North Carolina, and it's this big fresco, over life-size, and beside Saul, as he's like falling off his horse, are Roman soldiers. But if you check, um, there's two versions of this story in Acts and one in one of his letters. And it just says the people who are accompanying him. There's no reason to think that they're Roman soldiers. Uh, that's an inference that you know may be, may be correct, but is unlikely. Um, and I say that because Saul, he's used his Roman citizenship in the past, but he doesn't have the kind of power that would have him accompanying or have soldiers accompanying him at his kind of you know, behest. Um, there were some, there's some talk of the temple guards who, you know, did some things in a military fashion, but it's unlikely that that was the Jerusalem cohort, the Roman soldiers there. It's much more likely that it was a Levitical, um, a Levitical group that acted as kind of the enforcers for the temple, that literally the temple guards were a group that kind of made made sure that things flowed seamlessly as the pilgrims came to the temple to offer sacrifices. They also settled some disputes and over, oversaw some very minor liturgical rites uh, for Nazarites, for women, um, but didn't do the sacrifices. That was the Aaronic priests that did, priests that, did that. So most often the temple guard are kind of like Sadduceic enforcers who um, who answered directly to the temple priests, but who also had some, some tertiary power through Rome's tacit approval. 
but they weren't Roman, not usually. Um, the Jerusalem cohort, they would have said they are Roman soldiers, um, usually is you know the case, but um, when it says temple guards. Anyway, Saul didn't have temple guards going up to Damascus. They were just men. They were companions. Saul doesn't refer to them as soldiers, um, and there's no evidence to suggest that they were. Um, but when he talks about Damascus, his Damascus Road experience, and when Luke talks about it in Acts, the sequel to his gospel, um, they're just they're just men who are there with him. Um, so that's kind of a roundabout um, way of addressing some of Saul's story. But um, I think it's what's especially interesting to me is that that Saul follows Jesus's example in, in addressing the poor and lowly first, those of low status. Um, so he doesn't use lofty words or wisdom. He uses you know demonstration of the spirit and of power. Um, which can speak to anyone and everyone, and not just those who have power and influence. A prayer for the clergy and people from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, from whom comes every good and perfect gift, send down upon our bishops and other clergy and upon the congregations committed to their charge the healthful spirit of your grace, and that they may truly please you, pour upon them the continual dew of your blessing. Grant this, O Lord, for the honor of our Advocate and Mediator, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.